Uh, we're going to um, go right to Colossians. If you haven't caught on in the last month, we've been talking about love. Amen. And uh, it's been blessing me. I've been uh, sharing with you that uh, uh, I'm in a time right now, have been, already started this time where, you know, just seeking to know God deeper, more intimately, and uh, what's, what can be uh, a better subject and experience to understand than God's love. Amen. How many of you want God's love to love through you? Amen. To a, to a better degree than it did yesterday. And amen. Well, this is some of like what Jonas here was just saying and uh, uh, Candy and, and, uh, and Ernie. Um, just desiring this fruit to be evident in our life is, uh, I hope that's, that's uh, well, it's my prayer for us all in here. It's my prayer, number one, for myself. Amen. Um, but as a body and as a family here, um, I hope that that is part of our desire, part of our yearning in our heart is to uh, ask God uh, to make his love more evident uh, for our understanding's sake, but as well make his love more evident through us. Amen? We believe God for a lot of things, right? We believe God for finances. We believe God for healing. We're hoping. We're thanking him for the cross for these things. And again, it's my prayer for myself and, and, for, the, and for the body here that, that we say, Father, you know, we know the avenue. We know the way is trusting in the cross, right? Amen. And if we're going in, in down that road and in that name, we can ask anything. Amen. And we will receive from him. And uh, so it's my desire for us all in here that we, that we yearn for um, a greater understanding of God's love uh, in us and through us. Amen. So we're going um, to start in Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 12 through uh, 15. Um, and we're, again, we're just going to go as the Lord leads here. I might cover some of the verses prior to this as well. Um, but I also want to say, before I get too far ahead of myself, uh, about four weeks ago now we were in Philippians studying um, uh, about letting Christ dwell in our hearts by faith. Amen. And again, as we say and teach and preach every week, is the object of our faith being Christ and the cross. As long as we don't mix that up with anything else, Christ is dwelling, meaning governing, and, and affecting our hearts and our lives, amen? Uh, and again, in that setting in Philippians, uh, it says that, that it's the Spirit, through faith in what Christ has done, and through allowing Christ to govern and rule in our hearts, it's the Spirit that then gives us the ability to comprehend the immeasurability of God's love, amen? I'm saying Philippians, excuse me, it was, it was Ephesians, but anyway, um, you follow me, amen? And yeah, it's in the Bible there somewhere. Hallelujah. A, uh, but to, 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 to understand God's love and to comprehend God's love for us, amen? Um, we went then over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and saw that if we're ministering or, or doing anything church, amen, uh, if we're feeding the poor, if we're burning our bodies for sacrifice, if we're prophesying, if we're removing mountains, if we're doing any of these things without love, amen, and it's all for nothing. Amen. And then I like where we transition, and this is where this comes up with what you folks were just saying here today, is we then went to First John and saw that the evidence that we are walking in the truth is that we will be growing in love for the brethren. Amen. And I want to say growing, because fruit, fruit of the fruit of the Spirit, it's something that we are constantly growing in. Amen. As long as our trust, our obedience is in Christ and Him crucified, the fruit of that 
amen, will be God's love birthed in us, comprehended by us, uh, received in our hearts, amen. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering and, and temperance and all of the things that we need to love our neighbor as God commanded us, amen. So I, I want to try to tie some of these things together. We saw in uh, uh, just briefly in Ephesians chapter 5 last week that if we are, I want to go there real quick. Uh, uh, Paul says to uh, the Ephesians here to be followers or imitators of God as dear children. Amen. And this term meant as beloved children. Hallelujah. Who was just talking about uh, God's image? Was that, was that you, Ernie? Um, getting an image, a true image of God, which religion cannot portray the true image of God. Only Jesus, who he is and what he did, really says to you and I that God is love. God is grace. God is mercy. Me and Jonas were having fellowship here when we were, when we were eating, and uh, you know we were talking about grace and some of these things, and the term grace is thrown around kind of loosely in the church these days, and, and we can't separate grace from the cross. That's my point. We can't separate God's love from the cross. These subjects are incredible, uh, fascinating subjects, but if not filtered through the cross we won't have the true ability to comprehend it spiritually. Amen. So uh, when Paul is saying, be therefore followers or imitators, he doesn't mean just do your best to try to be like God. Amen. If we are having an intimate relationship with our Father through faith in what Christ has done, because that's what gives me the confidence to have relationship with God. Amen. Guilt-free, uh, 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 condemnation-free. Amen. Uh, relationship with God, we'll get a clearer picture of our Father. Amen. We'll get a clearer picture that we are beloved children. Amen. And we will then in turn be able to imitate Him. Hallelujah. And God is love. Amen. And man, this is the hardest subject for the human being to comprehend because uh, we were born in selfishness. We were born in sin. And that's why it is so uh, uh, vitally important that we don't ever put our eyes on ourselves and what we're doing or not doing, but that we keep our eyes on God, who He is and what He's done, and truly seek this love to penetrate our hearts, amen, and truly seek to grow in this love, amen, and He will accomplish it in our lives, hallelujah. So again, Ephesians 5 here, He tells us to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself for us. And uh, I like this verse 9, He says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And that's where I want to go with this. The fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, if we're growing in love and joy and peace and temperance and long-suffering and meekness and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness, that is proving to us, amen, what is acceptable unto the Lord. But I want to say this. It's not the fruit, per se, that's acceptable unto the Lord. Yes, it is the fruit, What's acceptable to the Lord is that we are trusting in the sacrifice of Jesus. The fruit is the evidence that we're doing what is acceptable with Him. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Uh, God is well pleased when we... Do you know it takes humility to trust in the cross? It's the most humbling act there is for salvation to say, God, I can't do it, could never do it. But for our everyday walk with God in a believer's life, because how many of you know we want to do it? For God, we want to accomplish it. Amen. It's a very humble 
act, to, to completely sell out to God's plan of redemption and say, God, you say to trust in the cross as a lifestyle, I'm going to believe that it is the power, your power and your love in my life, and I'm going to commit to the way of the cross, hallelujah. And then God proves that that's acceptable by birthing fruit in your heart, hallelujah, and birthing fruit in my heart. And I'm so glad that God didn't program us and didn't just uh, make us all cookie-cutter robots of religion, but yet every one of us are unique, and God wants to work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, amen? And this glorious fruit we're going to read about here in Colossians chapter 3, some more of it. Is that okay? Is that introduction okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I always do an introduction, and a lot, you know, a lot of times I'll go back and listen later on, and I think, well, that didn't last as long as I thought it did, because as I'm talking, it seems like Okay, now I'm just dragging out the introduction. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Hallelujah. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfection or perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you were called in one body, and be ye thankful. Amen? Above all these, put on love. Amen? Charity, agape love. Father, we love you, Lord, hallelujah, and thank you for just uh, revealing a little, little, a little more today. Your great love for us, Father. Help us to comprehend, hear what you're saying uh, today, Father, with ears to hear, with eyes to see, and with hearts to receive. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, Lord, uh, hallelujah, amen. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, Forgiving one another, forbearing one another, amen. How many of you know only God can produce these things in our life, amen? You know, sometimes me and again, Jonas, were using this term earlier, and sometimes we can read sections of the Bible and think, well, that's a command. I need to try my best to be this, amen? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And it's like, okay, well, I'm commanded to be kind and gracious and merciful and Amen. And we kind of like through gritted teeth, you know, help someone out or forgive someone or anyone know what I'm talking about. But if we are really truly putting on, amen, the new man, as it's going to say in verses previous to this, if we are truly putting on Christ and walking in Christ, amen, then these things will be uh, easy to put on. <laughs> amen. Amen. It will be automatic, um, but it is a process. It is automatically a process, but yes, yes, you have a choice, amen. But I also just want to say that it doesn't mean automatically perfect in this, and I don't think that's, that's what you're saying. I'm just saying um, it is a process of doing this. Did you have something, Jonas? Well, hang on. Put that on if you want to take the mic there, brother. Real quick. You put on, uh, you know, this morning I was straightening out my closet and and you know I can't put on what's not in my closet amen it's and it, it really is that simple I like that yeah which which we said access you have access to this 
Yes. So if he says put it on, he's not going to tell you to put on something that you don't already have access to. Amen. So, so it's there. Yes. But like he's saying, you got to grow. You got to know that. You Amen. You got to know that you have that. Amen. And through that intimate relationship, it'll become more evident. Hallelujah. Will you just hit mute on that? Do you know how to? I want to I I show you here scripturally what he basically just said, what Jonas just said. If you know what you have in the closet. Well, Paul says it like this. Verse 1 of chapter 3. If you then be risen with Christ, amen, that's you, that's me, hallelujah, then seek those things which are above. Seek those things which God intends to, to birth in you. Amen. Seek these things uh, 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 which are above where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God and set your affection on, these, on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. I like that. Um, I'm not going to, because of time, I'm not going to go through these other verses leading up to verse 12, but that's just it. He says, he goes on to say that if we're risen with Christ, a choice is to put off the, the old man. Amen. I don't want God to see me anymore. I don't want you to see me. God sees me. He knows my heart. Amen. You don't know some of the things that are in my heart. Thank God. And I don't want to know some of the things that are in yours. Amen. I'm just saying, hey, come on now, telling on all of us. Hallelujah. God, I, I, amen. I want you to see God through me. Amen. It's a desire, man. I'm, I got a long way to go. Amen. But I want to put off the old man. How do I put off the old man? Well, the old man is the is the, is the one who is trying to accomplish, the one who is trying to please God. The old man is really the flesh, the one who trusts in self, the one who trusts in my ability or my talent to, to overcome something. That's the old man. How do I put that off? By repenting and believing the gospel. Amen. And trusting in what Christ has done. That's how I now put on the new man so that you're not seeing me, you're seeing Christ through me, amen. Hence, the fruit of the Spirit, being that I grow in the love of God and in the joy of God and in the compassion and bowels of mercy and the kindness and humbleness of mind that is God's attributes. Amen. Am I making sense? So I like this. Watch this. Put on, therefore, as who? As the elect of God. Not someone trying to earn something. Not someone trying to convince God that he owes you something. Amen. Chosen. The choice ones of God. God loves all people. Amen. We're just the ones who have realized that. Amen. And our names, hallelujah, are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Hallelujah. What? Yes. Put on there for... the. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, we were just ta- Ernie was just talking about it. God has made us to be holy and unblameable before Him in love. We're not holy in our actions per se. We can do holy things through the influence and power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holiness is a position with God, like righteousness is. Praise the Lord. This is how He looks at us: holy and beloved. I love that. We just saw that that word was used uh, in Ephesians chapter 5 that we were looking at. Be loved. Be imitators of God. You are beloved by him. Hallelujah. Amen. So therefore, you that are holy and beloved, amen, by God, put on bowels of mercies. Put on kindness. Put on humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. 
Amen? These are the fruits of imitating God. These really are, see, all of this is love. Love is kind. Love is merciful. Amen? Love is graceful. Love is forgiving. Hallelujah. Love is compassionate. Love is humbleness of mind. Amen. Meekness, long-suffering. Look, we can identify some of these as fruits of the Spirit as we read them, fruits of the Spirit. I think I said this last week or the week before. We read nine fruits of the Spirit. I mean, do we, that's, that's just a scratching the surface on the, really the fruit of God's Spirit, right? We can go on to say the fruit of the Spirit is forgiveness and these things, humbleness of mind, humility, meekness. Amen. So these things are something that uh, if we put on Christ and we, again, walk by faith in who he is and what he's done, and then from a heart position say, God, I desire this in my life. I want this in my life. God will be faithful. He, he is faithful. He who promised is faithful to produce this. Again, I think sometimes, and I'm not picking on surely not anybody in here, but I'm just saying sometimes we're just we're believing God for the material needs, and that's nothing wrong with that. But we're believing God for the wealth, and we're believing God for the healing, and we're believing God for the job, and God wants to bless us in all those areas. But how often are we yearning out to God saying, God, love through me more? Amen? And I think it does have to do with our heart towards God in the sense of, yes, my lifestyle is trusting in the cross, but I have to go to him and, and say, Father, I want this in my life. Relationship. Amen. Amen. And so that's all I'm saying here. Um, I could go through and define these words. Um, uh, I won't do that again for time's sake. But in verse 13, it says, forbearing one another. You know what forbearing means? I like that. Holding, holding one up. To hold someone up. Hallelujah. Hopefully that's what we do in here when we minister to one another. And we have fellowship. Me and Jonas have fellowship on the phone. We're holding each other up. Amen. We're encouraging one another. And man, just giving glory to God. And I like how Jonas said it on the phone. We're not trying to one-up each other with knowledge or anything like that, but just looking at God's goodness and, and his love for our lives. Amen. I wish we could do this seven days a week. I don't know about... When we did... Some of you guys can attest to this. Jim and Candy were at Bible college when we were at Bible college. And it doesn't matter the Bible college. The point is, is when, you, when we were getting together four days a week... Man, there's just something, you're just more stirred up, amen? Yeah, Vince said this and brought this up last week to me after church, but if we did this every day, oh, we'd be on fire. I mean, we're on fire. I hope you're on fire anyway, but I'm just saying it's like, yeah, hallelujah. Um, anyway, amen. Holding one another up, amen? Forgiving one another. Well, so-and-so did me wrong, you know. This stuff goes on in the church, in the corporate church, where there's backbiting and gossip and, you know, bitterness and strife and envy and jealousy. Amen? And, and uh, would you turn that and, and give that to Ernie? Um, it's too bad, but uh, go ahead, Ernie. Just wanted to say that it's a choice. You can choose not to be offended. Amen. Remember, the word says that the word is an offense to the rest of the world. Yeah. So what do you expect from the rest of the world? Ignore it. Yes. Amen. Um, you know, as I, you, you guys brought up uh, image earlier, and I passed over this um, just a couple minutes ago. 
um, back to Colossians, just a couple of verses prior, verses 9 and 10. It says, lie not to one another. Okay, here's what love doesn't do. Amen? Here's, here's what putting on the new man includes. Putting off the old man, trusting and relying on self, and putting on the new man, Christ, through his faith in his finished work, we put these things off. We put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communications, lying. Amen. Those things are the opposite of love. Amen. So it says in verse 9, Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Amen. I wanted to touch on that part briefly. We've put off the old man and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, the knowledge of the gospel. Amen. And is renewed after the image of him that created him. I just, I've been studying a, a, a book um, that's, that's biblical. And um, it's kind of like a commentary, but anyway. And I saw, I saw something that was interesting in regards to the image of God. And, you know, a lot of times, we say this all the time when we teach in here, there's always a cultural context to some of the things that are written in. How, you know, the book, the Bible was written over thousands of years, right? Well, how many of you know, and I think you do, that uh, God chose to reveal himself to Israel because they believed in one true God. Other nations believed in gods, amen, or a higher deity, but, but God chose Israel because they believed in one God. And so in the beginning of Genesis, when it says that let us create man in our image, this was just interesting, and this is just a side note, that the word image, we don't think of it the way that the culture would have thought about it when that word was used. The word image meant at that time, how did it say, I don't want to get technical, but the Near Eastern, the ancient Near Eastern culture Image meant that the image contained the very essence, amen, of the image, and more specifically than that, but the very essence, which we're talking about God, was the, was the motivating factor of that image. So it's not a small thing when we see that the Bible says that God was created in the image of man. In that particular culture, uh, all these other gods, humans were just subservient to these other gods, amen. But when it says that we are created in the image of God, really the, what I'm trying to, where I'm going with this is that means we have a higher purpose than just being here. Amen. There is a purpose to fulfill what God has called us to fulfill. And he being the essence of the image will be the very thing that works in us to accomplish what he has set out to accomplish. Amen. Amen. And so the very essence of God's image, amen, is love. Hallelujah. Gandhi said it. He said, if you Christians were more like your Christ, amen. Anyone familiar with this quote? And Maybe you could help me. He, he, he basically went and checked out Christianity and Christian churches. And he, he said, I would, well, no, no, no. I would have been a Christian. I would have been a Christian had I met one. And he met, and you know why he, you know what he, he it was, unfortunately? He, he, he met this. He met, uh, uh, where is it? He met anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy community. He met, 
he meant religious people. <laughs> Amen. I'm not speaking for him, but I'm just saying what his point was is if you Christians were more like your Christ, maybe I would be more apt to be a Christian. In other words, I can be removing mountains and having all faith and feeding the poor, but if I'm doing it without love, then I'm a clashing symbol. And that's what, unfortunately, this man experienced. Do you have something? Ernie, uh, hit, the, hit the mute. Uh, sorry for Jonas. Yeah, amen. And he was not seeing that in the Christians that he was... Amen. That's, that's please, please just use the mic because I don't want to cut any of this out because then there's a... Uh, yeah. Are you done now or... No, I, I, He said, anyway, I, I just said he understood who Christ was and what he did from an intellectual level. Amen. And he was, like you said, he was looking at, at believers and he wasn't seeing... That expressed Amen. in envy, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, amen. Hang on. Can we, we need the microphone, guys. I'm sorry. Otherwise, i got to chop this up on the... Thanks, sir. Well, I read that it was because he, when he went to church, they refused him because he was black. Right. And so that's why he, he saw that they were... They weren't acting the way he, like a Christian that he was taught, that he had read about. Amen. Even just if it's an intellectual perspective. If Christians are commanded to love and you don't see it, it's like what we're just talking about. Love will be the proof that we're a Christian. It should be. And I'm not talking, you know, listen, God, there's all, Christians all over the place that are all in different areas and have God knows who believes and who doesn't believe. But that's why I'm saying there ought to... This is why the gospel needs to be preached, saints. Because we can't love out of our own strength. We can't. It's impossible. If the church... And forgive me, but I'm going to say this. If the church and the church leaders were doing their job and preaching the message of the cross... I'm not saying that because we, I use that phrase and we teach it here. This is the gospel. This is what is in the scriptures. You know we don't twist and turn scripture. The, the cross, the message of the cross, the message of faith in every day in what Jesus has done for us. That's it. That's the way this Christian thing works. And that is the way the Holy Spirit works in us to do in us what we can't do in ourselves and give us humbleness of mind and kindness and meekness and long-suffering. Amen? So I'm now I'm all fired up. Say, say, I might go another half hour right now. No, but see, man, we need to grow in love. We need to desire to grow in love, saints. Hallelujah. Man, God, the things we have need of are no problem for God. Amen? Amen. Forbearing one another in love, holding each other up, forgiving one another. If, we have a, if anyone has a quarrel against any other, which is going to happen, even as Christ forgave you, so do ye also to your brother. Amen. And I'm going to finish here because of time. And above all these things, put on love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And above all these things, put on love, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, which is the very glue, uh, 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 speaking of moral and spiritual perfection, love is what conquers. Love, if we see joy and peace and grace and forgiveness and mercy and all those things are love. Forgiveness is love in action. Amen? Don't, let's not separate that, right? Uh, uh, compassion is 
love in action. Hallelujah. So as we seek to trust in Christ and live by faith in, in what he's done and ask God and seek God and, and put these things on, amen, man, love is the very thing that, will, that holds all of this together. Watch this. I like this. And above all these things, put on charity or love, which is the bond of uh, perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Why? Because this is my, this is a comma here in the original language. After perfectness, it's a comma. If we put on love and we are seeing love, we are seeing God love through me. Amen. Follow me here. Like we saw in John and like we saw in Ephesians, it will be the evidence that we are of the truth. Amen. So by putting on love and, and growing in love, I know that I know that I know that I'm saved, born again, a beloved child of God, one of the elect, and I can now let the peace of God rule in my heart because I am confident that I am of the elect. I am confident that I'm beloved of God. This verse to me just says another, look, if love will prove that you are of the Spirit, and now you can let the peace of God rule in your heart, having that assurance, saints. Hallelujah. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you are called in one body. Amen. And be ye thankful. And as God, I'm just going to finish and then I'll let you say something. Be ye thankful. Man, as I am growing in this fruit, hallelujah. I don't know about you. I just, again, this is why I enjoy our, I enjoy this more than anything. And I enjoy our conversations, Jim and Jonas. And if any one of you want to give me a call, let's have some good fellowship on the phone. I believe we, it, the whole thing is just a conversation of thanksgiving unto God. Amen. And again, I, I, forgive me. I say this all the time. Religion, religion, religion. Me, me, me. I, I, I. Do, do, do. Be, be, be. Doesn't cause thanksgiving. It's just all about me. Amen. But the true gospel, hallelujah, will cause thanksgiving. The true gospel, gospel will allow the peace of God to rule in my heart. I don't have to be afraid of God. I know I'm beloved. I don't have to come or, for that matter, not come to God because I'm fearful of Him. Amen? I'm not fearful of Him, no matter how dumb I can be. Amen? God is good. We need to know that we're holy and beloved. We need to know that he made us unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Amen. We need to know that he wants to govern our hearts by faith in his cross so he can re reveal his love to us. Amen. Hallelujah. And seek and desire all of these things that we just talked about here and allow those things to be the proof that you're right with God. And if you're right with God, then you can let that peace rule in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to finish there, and then I'm going to let you say something But for the sake. Father, we just love you, Lord. Uh, help us again to understand this. Whoo, fire, fire, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, just stir us up in these coming minutes, moments, hours, uh, days, and uh, just allow this to just ring in our hearts uh, and in our spirits, Father. Uh, reveal uh, to us, Father, what you're revealing to us here. Continue to do that. And, Father, just uh, uh, we just... We desire we, to, to, to know these things to a deeper degree. We desire to allow this fruit to be birthed and grown uh, in our hearts, Father. And we come in the name of Jesus asking you uh, that you continue to just grow us and build us up in these things as we just sell out to the cross and trust in, trust in what you've done, Jesus, Father. 
hallelujah, we can be assured, and we thank you, Father, that we can be assured that we're acceptable and that we can come to you and we can allow your peace to rule in our hearts, just giving us boldness and confidence to ask, ask, ask for all of these things, Father, hallelujah. Um, we just thank you for your work. We thank you for your plan of redemption, and we thank you that you're growing us up a little bit more day by day, Father. Hallelujah. We love you, and most of all, we thank you that you have revealed your love to us, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hope you got something good there, saints.